No, you're fine, Tim. You got this. Okay. Welcome to O'Malley's Gym Podcast number four. We have Lucas. (laughs) Fucking in the ass. Don't take that literally. (laughs) 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 Okay. Welcome to O'Malley's Gym Podcast number five. We have Lucas, the most famous guy at O'Malley's Gym. We're going to talk about prison and recovery. Recovery. Recovery from drugs. And we're going to discuss cheat meals and refeeds. So you're going to want to stick around for this. Boom. <laughs> All right, so first thing we'll talk about is the gym news. Next week we have Addison Alexander and Dustin Pedersen doing USA's. That's a good show. Yeah. So good luck to them. We'll be watching online and reporting back how they do. I think it's going to be another um, another competitive show. All the all the people that have been holding out all year. I'm curious though yeah. if like because Nationals was big time competitive. Yeah, I, I, this I, one I, I, who I knows. Yeah, <laughs> I, I underestimated Nationals on a large scale. I was like, man, I didn't. I thought I was going to be bogus, and it turned out so. I'm hoping they have another good one. And the Nationals was so close to USA's now, they're going to get carryover. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, the ones true. that just barely yeah. missed the cusp. Yeah. Third place is going right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right over the USA's. Good luck, guys. Yep, good luck. All right. Let's meet our guest, Lucas. You've all seen him in the gym. He's the loud one with all the tats. Looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. He's not as scary as he looks. So, uh, tell us, how old are you? 43. I'm 44. Oh, I know your range. 90, you graduate 95? 96. Lord um, High School, McLaren. School yeah. <laughs> 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 Tim, do you know what McLaren is? Ah, that's a prison. There's a, a juvenile. Yeah, a juvenile. <laughs> yeah. Not because I went there. I don't know about that, but. Before I lost my virginity. This is going to be the best one ever. Yeah. (laughs) Just for starters, tonight, uh, Lucas asked me, um, hey, what what are we going to talk about? Like, what what are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about squirters? That was the first question. So at some point, we should probably talk about squirters. Squirt them. Squirt them. Oh, okay. That's the first thing I'll talk about. Where did you get the UCM from? Uh, catching on. That came from uh, in recovery when someone would get like thirty days clean or ninety days clean. I just started saying like you see him and clapping, or if somebody caught a ball playing recovery softball, I'd be like you see him, da na 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 na. Yeah, and then it just kind of it's, it's catching. I like it. Yeah. It's on if you follow Lucas on Instagram. It's on all of his uh, posts. You see him. Hashtag you see him. Hashtag you see him. Yeah. And then there's like little spinoffs too with different memes. Is the he's a meme daddy. He's got all the good ones. EPR. So Lucas, <laughs> tell us um, how um, how'd you get into the gym? How did you get get to know um, or find out about O'Malley's gym? What did um, you know? Tell us your story in the background and, and how, how you got into the the world of bodybuilding and weight training. Okay. Uh, well, lifting weights. Um, lifting weights. Uh, Every time I got locked up, uh, I'd go to the weight room and lift weights and uh, just something to do. Um, 
that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, and when I'd get out, I'd get back on drugs. Yeah. And so I wouldn't, uh, I'd lose all my gains. Um, and then uh, O'Malley's, I found it, 2020 has been like the best year for us, for me. Because uh, like I, we'd work out at 24 Hour Fitness in Gladstone, or in uh, Happy Valley, and uh, my buddy Ro showed me O'Malley's, and then ever since then, I just, I loved it. It was yeah. just like a family, so, you know, like, I could go there and stay there for like five or six hours and not get distracted <laughs> on time, and just, like, everything, everything <laughs> stops and I'm there, man, just being around other people that love, love the, the sport. Yeah. What do you, what do you love about it? Like, what, what is it that, that drew you to weight training and body transformation and and for the record you've been getting a lot damn bigger since you came to our gym yeah I don't know it's just something about it it's just like my passion like all my friends pretty much that I hang out with lift weights um, it's just better than any drug I've ever taken um, you get to keep your gains like you smoke meth you lose them instantly yeah <laughs> But like, I'm just so blessed to have a fiance too that uh, has the same passion as me. You know that works out. And yeah, loves going to the gym. I mean, what's funny about that? The first time I met you was I think it was on her birthday right. last year, yeah. and I we were just like kind of shooting the shit. And uh, you're like, yeah, she just wanted to come here. It's her birthday, and she just wanted to come here. I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's a dedication. Yeah. She wanted. I think we went to like Ruth Chris, and she wanted to go train at O'Malley's, and that was before we. Uh, became members we used to just come on a saturday and sunday and pay the um you know the drop-in fee mm -hmm. and then now with this whole covid shit uh i work from i work from home she works from home um our kids go to school from home but i come train when the gym's open uh fuck it brown uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. i come from three to six and then she comes and trains with my Good friend Ro from six to nine. So I'm just really hoping when the gym can open again. I'm missing it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so you, you, um, you got, you, you, how old were you when you when you first went down? I was 14, 15. It was two weeks before Measure 11. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get the rundown on that first before we. Before we go on, how, how give us your your criminal history? I'm, I'm, I've never asked anybody that. Yet. <laughs> well, well, that crime, uh, some uh, Hispanic guy had stabbed two of my best friends, so I went to go fist fight him, and uh, he pulled out a knife, so I ended up uh, shooting him twice in his leg. Gotcha. <laughs> so I got committed to McLaren. I knew you were how old? About fifteen. You got a pistol on you at fifteen. Yeah. So did you get in, like, the gangbanger life at that age? It was, like, a, a tagging crew, like a graffiti crew. Um, it was really basically just a bunch of friends that, well, not really friends, but friends at the time to just get high and spray paint and, you know, do drugs. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't until I found, like, bodybuilding and lifting weights and stayed clean and sober that I got to know the real what I really like and what I really want out of life. Yeah. So you were 14 when that first, how, how long? I think about 15. 15, how, and how long were you? I think I got out at 17 and a half about. Yeah, and then? I got caught with 
three guns at 18, three different times. That was the start of my 18 year old. And there were just misdemeanors, like possession of a yeah. firearm. And then what would, you had a bigger one, right? That yeah. You had to do for Total, I've done about 15 and a half years locked up. Um, my first crime, or the first time I went to prison, it was a, a neighbor had talked one of my buddies into um, stealing my car stereo while I was doing a weak violation in the county. And uh, I went, he hooked it up in his car and I heard it. So I went over there and told him, he was a meth cook, my neighbor, and uh, give it back to me. He said, I'm burnt. And I ended up beating him up pretty bad. And I got 60 months. 60? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when did you get out the last time? I paroled March 18th, 2009. And I've been out 12 and a half years. Nice. Oh, yeah. Streak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Um, and then, so when did you start your your time in recovery? Like, was that right after that? Well, I, I went to my first NA meetings, but, you know, I'd followed a lot of suggestions, but I'd give it, like, a cute girl, and that'd be my sponsor or higher power. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then uh, we'd fight a lot or whatever, and I'd end up relapsing. Yeah. I didn't really have a real big issue with trust, so I didn't really, like, want to people, tell people my problems, per se. But right. this time I've been clean over five years. Yeah. Working. Okay. I go to meetings, but mostly the meetings is O'Malley's. You know, just right. run, around, <laughs> run right. around those people and just lift in. And yeah. I got a really good girlfriend. I raised two my son, to my two sons. And how, and how old are your sons? Three and nine. Three and nine. What are their names? Liam and Keaton. Liam. I knew Liam. Yeah, he's a little terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've been clean five years now. Um, when did you get it? So you do this for work now. Yeah. Um, you're a mentor. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And they're, you're mentoring a bunch of guys at the gym. Yeah. I pick people up in prison. And I, I honestly believe like you got to find, when he gets to clean, you got to find something to replace that time besides using drugs. And uh, some people like fishing, but the majority of people that hang out with me, they like lifting weights and right. getting swollen. Dude, you got a whole pack of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, how many members have you brought over to my least? That, that you met through? Recovery? Yeah. It was probably 20. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and they're all the nicest guys. They, they really are, man. I remember when you guys all first started coming in, I was like, I was like, damn, dude. I was like, that guy's kind of like big and scary. It looks like he's, he just looks like he's going to be a dick, dude. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a big teddy bear. He's like not, appra- <laughs> he's not like approachable story. at all. And like the first time I heard your voice, I was like, oh, fuck, that guy's super nice. <laughs> it was definitely caught me off guard. True so Julie was when she first saw you, she's like, Oh no, I'm kinda of worried about that guy. If we have troubles, you know, what are we gonna do? I'm like, don't, don't worry, don't judge a book by its cover, don't worry about it. And now they're like, You're her favorite person on yeah, the yeah. Now, now like now like if we if there is troubles, we're like She now she'll come to you if she has yeah, let's call <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, right. I gotta say, uh, it's really nice seeing like the group that you brought in, because like with my job, it's just a revolving door of just the same people and never seeing people break that cycle. Right. So it's cool to see people show up and then they find something that keeps them away from the drugs and the bullshit that get them locked up again. Because right. it's very, because uh, I just don't see it. Right. I never see that side of it. And yeah. you're not all just socializing, you're all kicking ass. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, they no. look fucking wits. They're not, it's, right. you really lift. Yeah. I can, I can move there and give you guys shit like 
mm. your squats too high. What mm. the fuck's with? And the next thing time, next time I see you, you're you're all burning yeah. them. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about O'Malley's man. Like, like all the power lifters and just everybody there is on the like the same mission. Yeah. And agenda. I used to think like I was a douchebag or it have problems with like a lot of people at twenty four hour fitness, and it was just because no, they'd be on the phone for like. 40 minutes like hogging equipment mm-hmm. and just the lack of respect and everybody's super respectful wipes down their own equipment and just I don't know I was just super blessed to be a part of that gym yeah yeah we talk about it every week like every week every week it comes up we're <laughs> super super grateful for that place opening up like I couldn't imagine going anywhere else now um, and I just say it over and over again it's true though <laughs> yeah it's, it's true um, like people just showing you how to like wrap your knees or yeah. cheering you on when you're hitting the PR like you don't get that anywhere else, no. really. <laughs> never um, so your um, so your job like what, how long ago did you say you started doing that well I've been doing it for like about three years now mm-hmm. I've worked at this job for like 14 months yeah and I pick people up straight up coming out of prison right. and then take them into one of our houses Right. And then, like, what, usually when stuff's not COVID, take them to NA meetings or AA or, you know. Are they still doing meetings right now? Some, but. I mean, that's, like, essential. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that shit. That's why there's so many people, like, relapsing and committing suicide and stuff. Yeah. And their mental health is just shot. Like, I just got back from Florida, and I was in vacation there, but I didn't train for, like, five days. And, like, it's... It's, it's kind of, you know, got got to me a little bit. Like, I have dumbbells at the house, but, like, people need to train to release stuff. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so uh, like, let me ask you, like, for like since you're in the trenches with these people that are going through this battle, like, are you, are you seeing firsthand the effects that these, like, shutdowns are having on people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, before it was far and few between, like, People would just like usually just drop their shit off and relapse, but now it's like there's no meetings or they have to do it on Zoom, which there's no like in person really interaction, right. and you're not getting that hug or you know I'm not really allowed to pick up clients and transport them to do stuff um, because of COVID. So there's just a lot of people, you know. Those, those little things are huge right. when people are on that breaking point in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's huge. Like, There's only so much you can do over the phone. Yeah, I mean, dude, if it wasn't, like, when I went through the stuff that I went through in my addiction and going through tro- legal troubles, it, um, like, if it wasn't for the people that were around me that I was seeing regularly, like, like I don't, I don't know about right. it, you know, like, or, or I don't know if I would have been able to dig out of that hole. I mean, I don't even know what would have happened. Like, so I can't imagine how much harder it is. I mean, the, those people, the only people that are going to make it out of that are the people that are... Warriors, man. Sick and tired of being yeah. sick and tired. Yeah, man. absolutely. Um, that's really unfortunate. But like, see how much these shutdowns have affected people, especially in that walk of life. You know, you just you need those outlets. It's oh, for sure. It's really frustrating. So, are you ever gonna compete someday? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to, and it is definitely one of my goals. Um, I honestly thought like you had to like win a Mr. Olympia or something to get on O'Malley's board. <laughs> and uh, I always told my fiance that's my goal in life. And then Rosemary says, no, all you got to do is compete. So I need to, I want to eventually do it. I'm 43 now. Uh, 
my fiance is going to do it within the next year. So I don't want two people trying to compete. I'm just having fun training at the gym and I eat whatever I want. I don't do cardio. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but eventually like, I'd like to, I'd, I'd want to do it like when I'm 47 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Masters just put on a bunch of size until then work on my legs. That's my weakest point. It's never too late to step yeah. on stage. Right. I mean, there's people that are competing. They're like 90. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said it's never too late. All right, so how many tattoos do you have? Oh, oh Jesus. You can't even count. It's just one large tattoo. Probably 180 or something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What's the... tattoo appointments What's your least hours. favorite one? My least favorite is probably... Oh, I know what it is. It's this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> How many were your prison tattoos? None, 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 none. none? No oh, shit! Wow. But, but this was somebody recommended in in, in the program, and uh, I went to him. I paid like three hundred bucks, and then afterwards, people were like showed me all the. Everybody before was like, "Oh, he's pretty good." <laughs> everybody before was like, "Oh no, he murdered me too." Like he fucked <laughs> me up, and so now the I people just, that recommended the artist that you? He said he was good. You know, oh, he fucking sucks. <laughs> I've seen a lot worse than that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. you get a kind of tell because it's over in Vancouver, and in like Vancouver, they just have to take a like written license. Kentucky. Yeah. What's your favorite? Hey, don't talk shit about Vancouver. What's your, I love your favorite tattoo. <laughs> My favorite one. Oh no! I like the little butterfly knife right here. That's a brand new one. Man. Yeah, or the the wolf I got. My back I like the wolf. Yeah, uh, that one's new too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you got the butt. Didn't you get two on your face? Yeah, the snake, the snake, and the butterfly knife. Yeah, the butterfly knife, the broken heart. I got the broken heart for because I didn't want to get a teardrop, but uh, for like all the people that have died in addiction, like, yeah. my good friends just shot himself. Oh man, died, passed away. So I was, you know, you never know what someone's going through, really. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you hear that all the time, like just. Reach out to your people, man. If you, mm-hmm. no matter what, even if you, you you know they're okay, just reach out. This is like the happiest guy too. That's like he put on, he was so happy, made everybody laugh. And it the always seems like the ones that are like that are have some demons that yeah. they just they don't show it to anybody else. It's right. Just something that they're battling. Like Robin Williams, I think is a really right. good example of that. Where everybody's like, I can't believe he killed himself. Like yeah, just, you just don't know. Yeah, like yeah. dude's one of the funniest dudes ever. And sometimes like, that's just how people cope. You know, mm-hmm. like they just try to make a joke out of things, you know, or, you know, just try to make other people laugh because mm-hmm. it makes them happy. And uh, you just never know. So why did you go to prison, Brendan? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Fuck you. I'm not going to switch it up. I'm sweating over here. Um, I, I went to prison um, for distribution of anabolic steroids. Big surprise, right? Um, that was... Um, Shit, let's see, it was seven years ago that I got indicted and I got out of prison last Saturday would have been four years. So I've been out for four years. Okay. But yeah, and and um I don't know about for you, I I know like everybody kinda has their own outlook on it, but for me, like it was as shitty as it was, you know, you know, being under government supervision, I had two years pre-trial, I did had an eighteen month sentence and three years probation and just going through that time it <clears throat> it was miserable, but it honestly made me a much better person. And, and I feel like maybe I'm one of those people that maybe it worked for. Right. I don't know. Um, I had addiction issues before I got arrested. They put me through treatment. Um, I was never really a big NA person. Um, it didn't 
it wasn't really my thing. Right. Um, I, I went to meetings because I had to, um, but you know, having that accountability and clean time is really what I needed. I needed to just be off of everything, you know, for an extended period of time so that I could remember what it felt like to not be on drugs. Um, so that was, that that's where it was most beneficial to me. And um, also it just sort of, <clears throat> when I got home, you know, I, when I got out of prison, it was, it was just time to reevaluate and it, it pushed me to look into a different career um, and my life is just a lot better now. But and you actually married your cellmate, correct? I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's still locked up, but he says <laughs> he says he loves me, and um, so I, I I put money on his books. I'll say you definitely put money on. Yeah, I put money on his books because he says he loves me, <laughs> so I'm waiting for him. <laughs> awesome. So, I, but like, since we're talking about it, what what um. <laughs> No, we're not going to get into that. It was just a joke. Who dropped this up? You both did a lot of time. Yeah. No, I didn't do it. He did a lot of time. <laughs> he probably got more desperate than I did. No, just porn did me good. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> they, they allow that in prison? Yeah. Your, your visitors just got to send 10 um, sheet, 10 per manila envelope. And they oh, oh, you could get that there? Yeah. Oh, not in the feds, dude. No way. Yeah. 10 per... And, and who was sending to you? Like your mom, you gotta be like, Mom, let's let's go a different route. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my older brother sent it to me. You can actually sell sell it too. You know? Really? Dude, they didn't allow that around. Right? Yeah. We didn't dude, we didn't have weights, nothing, dude. It was And that's you just like tape it up and then you know, waterproof it, then you can put it in the shower and handle your business. Shower buddies? <laughs> For the first three years after I pro every time it rained, I got a boner. Jesus. <laughs> 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 it rains a lot here, so just constant erection all the time. They don't allow that in the jails. No. No, 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 no. I found it before doing like cell searches. I found it, but. I mean, they don't even allow jerking off in the shower in jail. But you're not going to go police that. Clackamas County, they feed out of the shower, though, so... Yeah, so, like, you what? So, the <laughs> how it's set up is the feed port's right here, and everybody lines up, and the shower's right here. So, like, it wouldn't be good to... I mean, you wouldn't want to jerk off where you're eating, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, times are tough, man. You figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, when... <laughs> I'm sure it probably changed just because you were so young when you started. Like, how did you choose to spend your time? Like, how did you do your time? I Is that kind of where you got in softball? Yeah, but and then I found out there was a clean and sober team. But usually, like in the Snake River, you had three yards. I'd, I'd like sleep, wouldn't go to the morning yard. Sometimes go out to the afternoon yard, work out for like two hours, and then the night yard would just be hanging around the track, kicking it. Yeah. Did you like program and all that stuff, or were you like one of those dudes that was like, fuck that shit? No, I, I tried to program. I just never worked. I always denied to work. Oh, really? Because I'd get money sent in. I just um, want to make like 30 cents a day. To... Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was, I was pretty fortunate to have family on the outside sending me money. So I I just preferred to have a job while I was there because it, it just felt more like right. home. Like right. I just, I needed that like eight hour block to kind of base everything else. It just helped me stay more routine. I couldn't, Fed's probably different, but I couldn't keep clear conduct for that long to really have a job. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you, you were at like a, 
I mean, you were in prison, like I was yeah. a fucking kid, yeah. dude, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> like, there's a lot more shit popping off at a, was yeah. like a medium or high security or max. max right, I don't know how much Snake River is or EO. I, I want to say Snake River is a max custody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's. I was in minimum cover for one day, but not going to fist fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it would be pretty challenging to have all your good time right. in a place like that. I lost all my good time in one. There was a riot on the yard, and they just took it off. Yeah? Who yeah. was the riot over? Uh, this Hispanic guy, South Saturday, who was the crew, was, my friend got in a one-on-one fight with him, and then they all started jumping him, so I just ran over to help him. That's how it goes. Did you have to do time in the hole? 180 days. Consecutively? Yeah. No, weekends. <laughs> weekend. yeah. Weekend or hole. Whole time. 180 days in a row in the hole? Yeah, but that's not shit. I didn't go to IMU. IMU is the next part where they usually go for 18 months and then locked down. I mean, it is a lot, but I just read a lot of Louis Lamar books. Or about a what? John Grisham books. or Louis Yeah. Read a lot of books. Wow. How many books did you read while you were down? Oh, so many, right? Shit, uh, yeah. <laughs> so many. I get you know, it's crazy. I loved it so much, but I get it hard to get out here and I just don't read. Did you tell yourself you were going to read when you yeah, got home? me too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep doing this. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's so many distractions. You're yeah. never going <laughs> to. Yeah, I, I read a lot of books just in the 13 months of the 18 that I was sentenced. I did 13 at Sheridan and I've read so many books. I can't imagine if you did like right. a long stretch like that. How many, like, probably don't even remember half the books you read. Right. You're like, yeah, I think I read that. Or you watch, I bet you probably watch a movie. You're like, dude, I swear. I was, I yeah. And, you, and they come across, you're like, oh, fuck, I read that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show on HBO, and uh, I think it's HBO. It's called Sharp Objects. I don't know if you guys have ever watched mm-hmm. it. But um, I'm sitting there, like, it's with Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Her, yeah. And um, I'm like, man, like, I'm like, probably three quarters of the way through the first episode and I'm like this is like I feel like I've seen this before and then it dawned on me I read the book <laughs> it's the same author from the um I think Gone Girl Gone right? Girl yeah. yeah and um I read like three three different books of that I think it's a lady that writes the books but same author and all really good books kind she's of legit Gone Girl like messed me up dude the bo- and I read the book after <laughs> I seen the movie and I loved it it, yeah. was, it was it was a trip dude like really really good author um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. You'd find like one author. When I, when I, for me, if I'd find one author and the book was good, I would just read all their shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so did you did you play softball in prison? Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing where I was at. The bat was it was tethered to the ground. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's like, I don't know, like from here it's tethered like six feet. It actually because some guy murdered somebody out there yeah, in the bed. So they started tethering. But if you don't hit it and um, drop it behind you, like I hit it and forgot and I ran to first and tripped me up around my leg. Oh, <laughs> I ate shit. Yeah, the ball, a, you were in a different place than I was. <laughs> the, ball, the balls are like fucking just mushed out because yeah. they've been hit so many times. They, where I was at, they would just like, they would throw us a bucket of balls and a big bin of gloves and a bunch of bats. It was like, it's completely different than that. But, dude, the guys, where I came up, dude, these guys took that shit seriously. Right. They were fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were, like, these dudes, I mean, they've been down for 10, 15, 20, sometimes 30 years, dude. And that's, dude, they live for softball. I mean, if you're doing that every day, you're going to get good at it. Yeah. yeah. And they just, dude, it was, they were obsessed with it. They had tournaments. And we had three different seasons. 
we had spring, summer, fall, like these guys, and they, these guys were about it. And then they had like all-star games where it was like, it was like basically the, it was like a, they called it the race league. I was, was like going to say, the white, I was going to say, <laughs> the you got the Aryans versus yeah, the Serenios exactly. so, and like the, 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 the normal <laughs> The normal seasons would be, you know, everybody mixed, but then like, it was kind of like, like for, I think it was July 4th weekend or something, they would, they would do the race race league and it would just be, it was, it was super weird they asked me to be on the white team and I was like, this feels so weird, dude. <laughs> like, it was just because I'd never really like been associated with any aspect of racism and it just felt super racist to me but it's just how it is like it's no big deal well they're not gonna ask you to be on the black team there. they definitely were not i did not get invited <laughs> to be on the black team <laughs> you might have been too white for the white team yeah I'm there was there was a white dude that played with the black guys because he like kind of rode with them on the oh, outside and but it was that was super weird to me <laughs> so were there any guys getting jacked in jail or in prison on uh was the food good enough for that? Were people able to get pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's mostly all, it's a lot of carbs, a lot of carbs. Um, Macro packets. You get, you get kind of big, but it's big and kind of bloated. But there's dudes, there's swell dudes, you know. Been down for years, they got a set routine, they lift and do, go do good 500 gym burpees. <laughs> A lot of the brothers were yeah. there, you know. Dude, there was there was a, a, a few black dudes where I was at. And we didn't even have weights. Like, these guys were fucking stacked, dude. Like, just doing bar stuff. work, dude. Dude, bar work. Like, mm-hmm. pull-ups, push-ups, dips, pu- you know. Looked like they were ready to step on a I couldn't believe it, dude. I was like, you have got to be kidding me, dude. That, that like, these guys have that kind of genetics. I'm like, dude, give me, like, give me, like, a year and a half of that dude on a little bit of, like, Gear and a good and real regimen, dude, and that guy will be a freak of nature winning a pro card. It was amazing to see some of the genetics and some of the dudes that were in there. And that's like really where you can get like a real like like um, gauge of somebody's genetics because you're like you're eating so little and the equipment that you have is so minor and there's really no supplements. On, right. they, they, I don't know. They don't have supplements. They sell protein powders like athlete's choice for like 12 bucks. Right. Like, yeah. Shit. I was say, it's not like you're getting high quality food in there. Yeah. Yeah. But our portions were like two ounces of meat. I'm pretty sure I ate like a thousand calories a day for the year that I was in there. Like I lost like 55 pounds while I was there in the 13 months. But yeah, that's true. Do people get freaky strong in there? Or you can... Yeah. There's enough weights. Do you have preset yeah. weights? I mean, I was top chesting the three wheels in there, so. Yeah. I, was that, did they have weights, like, because from what I've heard is a lot it of goes, so like It went from, like, all, all this shit was welded down, so it's been 12 and a half years, but it went from, like, 135 pounds to the next one was, like, 165, 185, 205, two wheels. So you couldn't adjust them. 255, now they're welded. Right. And then, so, like, if you run out and you could only grab the... 255, you better be cool with the Pisces so they could let you get one set on the one wheel. You know, on the right. 135, so you can do a little warm up or you're doing air squats and squatting the 255 that day, player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feel like a cheetah, there's no warm up, you're just getting after it. Yeah. Damn. And there's no knee wraps or. You know, no. That's why we had a little deadlifting competition, and the only really thing I had to show for it is the bad back and hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hemorrhoids suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you guys had hemorrhoids before? No. Oh, yeah. I have. You have. You're too yeah. young to be having hemorrhoids. I lived heavy, oh, though, dude. Yeah. Fucking miserable. Yeah. They're so painful. What, okay, so you got, now the softball thing, you got into, 
you did a little bit there. Yeah, but and mostly then, there's a recovery stuff. That's, so that's that's kind of is that like a pretty big part of your life or is that? Yeah, I mean it is if when we're allowed to play. Yeah, uh, I just got back from Florida. We played in the world. How'd you guys do? Yeah, so we shit the bed <laughs> <laughs> with O one zero last six. Really? Yeah, with the women's team. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to with Florida. Yeah, time. I had fun. That's awesome. Yeah, just being around everybody. Softball's a fun, a fun sport. Yeah. That's cool. How, how many years have you been doing that league? Since 2009. And I will say bodybuilding has made me shittier. Yeah, so of course. <laughs> yeah, like I don't I, think I can throw a ball anymore. Like I could crack, crack a home run at 200 pretty easy and now running at like 280 in the outfield. <laughs> like, 280? Yeah, to, trying to track a ball. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I don't know if there's a DH, but that that would be my job right. if I were to play again. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, DH. Slacking? You have somebody run for you. Yeah, <laughs> pitch runner. Pitch that's, runner. A, that's what I always do. <laughs> I'm not trying to do cardio. Yeah. <laughs> what like what was the driving factor for you to get into bodybuilding from the recovery standpoint? Like, what was the thing that introduced you to bodybuilding? Where you're like, I'm gonna stick with this instead of do drugs. Like also like the the like like getting into like the nutrition part of it. I mean, you, you obviously trained while you were there, but like, how did you learn the importance of that? Um, I just thought back to, I mean, when I was in prison, I was actually happy uh, for the most part. And I was, cause I was lifting weights every time and I get out here and I'd hang out with the same people and get back on the Percocets, the Oxys. And uh, so then I just, when I got clean this last time, I was like, now I need to replace it with something that I love doing. I remember in prison when I lifted, I loved it, you know, and so I started going to the gym five days a week and buffing out, and it's real good. Uh, well, you guys know, it's, it makes you feel good, endorphins. That's a drug, yeah. I mean, that's for sure, or an addiction, I should say. And I'm compulsive, like, I'm, I do take, like, three weeks off a year, you know, it's solid to not lift, but if I'm not going for, like, two days or something, I get a little bug, like, I need to go. Yeah. You know, I don't, like, miss it. Yeah. Um, and at first, my fiance was like, I wasn't my fiance at the time, but she's like, you go to the gym too much. And I was like, you know, look, we've been together two years. I've done this the same. Uh, I'm going to continue to do it. I'm not budging. And uh, you can come with me, though. And she's like, I can come with you? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then it, she just turns out to have the same passion and drive. Like, you could tell her. She'll max out, and then she'll want to get, like, three more. I can put whatever on the bar, and she's going to try it. She goes hard. Yeah, that's for right. sure. I've seen she's it strong. Yeah. yeah. Has she ever thought about powerlifting? Uh, I don't know. Mary's told her. Yeah. You know? um, right now, it's just, I think they should just have a, uh, a weightlifting anonymous, or uh, just for recovering <laughs> addicts, just, like, get in, teach the weightlifting class. and Yeah. Because uh, the success rate I've seen it's phenomenal. Like people get like five, six years clean. Yeah. Just from that. And if you don't replace it with something, you know, most people go back out and all my friends that come to like O'Malley's or, or go to the gym, they're doing amazing. Yeah. Like no one's going to want to fucking lose their gains for right. nothing. Yeah. Like they get your, like, am I going to smoke meth or even cigarettes? Yeah. You know, you're like, no, that's messing up your gains. Yeah. I, I feel like almost every person that I've ever met that made it out of that lifestyle had a thing that yeah. they were able to funnel that type A addictive type of personality 
Right. They've always had something. Well, it's so true that, like, the cliche of once an addict, always an addict. Mm-hmm. So oh, might as well yeah. replace the addiction with something that's a little healthier. Than yeah, that mentality is <laughs> never going. Right. right. Yeah. It's just right. built in here. Like, so mm-hmm. you got to have that, that thing. <laughs> right. Um, and, and sometimes for a lot of people that don't have that thing, their thing is meetings. Right. And, and doing their, you know, their um, service work and that kind of a thing. And that's, that's great, too. But if you can kind of find something outside of just your meetings, I feel like that's, that's, that's so good. I don't go to the many meetings. And I believe, you know, and they helped me get clean, but it gave me a life. And uh, I just hang around people that don't use really drugs or alcohol. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter if I go out and they have wine or not, but they're not, you know, sucking dick for Coke or. Right. You know, it's a little bit different. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, have their life together. Like, and sometimes in the rooms, there's a lot of people talk about each other, the drama, or right. we'll pull up without a license or no insurance, and I'm just trying to be the best dad I can be to my kids, the best right. spouse. Yeah, it's so terrible to see the addicts that have kids. Oh, right. Man, you would choose doing drugs or right. providing for your family. Yeah. Like, it just, I don't understand that mentality. It's just how you know the drugs, they're really bad. Right. And, like, they, yeah. like, fuck you up. Yeah, I, I feel like you, you never will really... Um, relate to it unless you yeah I mean I'll never know I've never done it so I'll never know yeah I mean I've I haven't done some of the harder drugs but I I can't I don't you know just off of the pill addiction that I had I I couldn't see myself being one of those types of people but I mean I guess it just kind of hits everybody a little bit differently like my workout partner got a shoulder surgery and he had a prescription for oxys and like he took half and he had refills and he just didn't refill them and that's like unheard of was that crazy yeah (laughs) people are like fucking hitting themselves with a hammer you know breaking their arm right (laughs) and he's just not refilling and even today with five years clean i'm thinking fuck refilling their dollar milligram yeah yeah i I think most i think a lot of people like just to have them or to sell them would have done that (laughs) like like, would have at least utilized that to some degree I don't like how that, I threw mine away after my arm surgery. I don't like how that made me feel. I'd rather feel the pain. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I will do everything in my power not to rely on any type of opiate for, for pain anymore. Right. Like, cause I know. I already, I told my fiance that too, like I've broken a lot of bones and stuff. And if I get older, I'll, I'll resort to CBD or, yeah. or marijuana, marijuana yeah. um, before I'd ever take it. Yeah. yeah, I really hope that, like, I know that they just passed the marijuana thing in the house. I really hope somewhat soon, this is coming from a law enforcement officer right now, that, like, they make it federally legal. Yeah. I mean, if they can make alcohol legal, that kills so many people. Oh, yeah. I mean, when was the last time weed ever killed anybody? Yeah. Or anybody did anything terrible on weed? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I, I, I haven't heard about it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> so, if it's, if it's going to help somebody get over the pain... I'd rather have them smoke a bowl than take a bunch of pills and then get hooked. Because oh, yeah. I know so many people through the jail system. I talk to them. They seem like normal people when they're in jail because they're clean. Right. But they're there for like heroin and stuff like that. I'm like, how do you get to that path? Yeah. And they're like, well, I had an injury. injury. Yeah. I, <laughs> the doctor gave me a shitload of pills. And then I ran out. And they're like, no more. And they're like, I guess I got to get a heroin. Yeah. yeah. So, That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that there's enough evidence behind stuff with marijuana now that I feel like it's just a matter of time 
yeah. before they make it legal federally. That's the one thing. God, they're making so much money on it too. Like I know you would think that they'd be like, yeah, let's do this and tax the shit out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People pay it too. We need to go over cheap meals and refeeds. Since we're talking about marijuana. Yeah. yeah. That's what we need. That was going to be a little gym tip today. We went Yeah. So, refeeds. They have a purpose. They're not a reward. It's commonly viewed, and they're called cheat meals. And they're commonly used as a reward for a good week of, of dieting. But that's not how they should be used. Yeah, there's a purpose behind the refeed to reintroduce glycogen. And there's usually a reason behind that. Or, and also, if you've been severely low carb, it's good to kick in, have some carbs again to get an insulin spike and stimulate the thyroid. So your thyroid keeps producing T3 so you can burn some fat. Mm-hmm. I know, like, when I'm dieting and stuff, like, really hard, I'll even lose more weight after my refeed. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's with other people, but I've seen myself lose like another pound or two because of after the refeed. I'm like, what what happened? That's correct for people who aren't cheating on their diet. Right. For people who are cheating on their diet, it's not going to work like that. (laughs) But when your metabolism is on fire from correctly following your diet, one meal is not going to slow down that metabolism. You're going to fly right through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually we'll like go into overdrive. Yeah. And then you'll end up Losing body fat through. I will. I will like not like my refeed meal sometimes because I know the next day I'm gonna be hungry as fuck and it's gonna hurt more than normal days when I'm hungry just because it ramped up my metabolism. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I've noticed that too in the past. Where like the next day or two days later, I'll be on my last meal at eight o'clock at night and just be like, oh my god, I want more food yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I'm just gonna go to bed because I'm so hungry. <laughs> I, I love. I've been. I've, I'll tell everybody this, but, and I use it with a lot of my clients that I've trained in the past, but I love hitting that refeed and then dropping to like a super ultra low day for two days. And it's brutal as far as your appetite goes, but I just do it like, it just picks up so much speed to the process if you're behind. So the moral story is there's a purpose behind refeeds. They're not a reward. You don't get rewards when you're chasing a goal of getting your body fat off, it's a reward system. I mean, maybe that someone's really mentally weak, you could hit a reward system somehow, but... Well, I think it's good for maybe people who aren't competing for a show. Sure. To yeah. To look at it oh, as, yeah. a, as a reward. Because yeah. they're like, okay, I got to be really good so I can reward myself with this meal. So, so somebody like, who's just like a normal person... Season competitor. Too, yeah. Like, exactly. You should have those. Yeah. Right, but. Competition. Yeah. It's not a reward. There's a purpose mm-hmm. for everything. And don't be afraid of your cheat meal. Because I've had people tell me, I don't want it. I'm like, that's cool that you're hardcore, but we need to refeed right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So going off of that, what's everybody's favorite cheat meal when they're in prep? I always want to say burger, but it really messes me up when I've been dining that hard. So for me, it's pancakes. I like sushi. I love sushi. That's my second favorite. Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess it varies. I mean, I kind of have my, like, I like burgers, I like sushi. Those are kind of the two that I've always, depending on if I need more fats or carbs, depending on what my body's needing at the time. But, like, um, as far as, like, certain, it's weird. Those things are too consistent, but, like, what kind of sweets that I crave, if I'm given, like, an all-out cheat meal, that changes. 
by the year. Like one year it'll be like one year it was like a pop tart craving. Like and then one year I wanted cookies and then the next year I wanted donuts. Like I like which is weird because my whole life I never really like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I like donuts, but like there's this one year, the last year that I can be I fucking craved them so <laughs> bad versus like whatever is in donuts, Krispy Kreme specifically. <laughs> Crack, crack. <laughs> but I, I wanted them so bad that year. I, I don't know why, but it's just, it's weird. Kind of, the, the, the thing that I want sweets-wise changes every year. But burgers and sushi are kind of the, the constants. Yeah, mine, uh, I used to not like sushi until I started competing. And then yeah. someone was like, go eat some sushi. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to. <laughs> and then I had that first one, like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now I just loved it. But uh, the last time I competed... Cause I don't, I don't like a lot of cheese. I know it sounds weird, mm. but last time I competed, I craved macaroni and cheese and grilled cheeses. Really? And I think it's because of the jail, they how they do it uh, for the mac or for the grilled cheese is they just smear it with butter right. <laughs> and load it with cheese, and I would smell it every day as I'm feeding. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this smells so good. I don't even like this shit, but I will eat all of it. Right. <laughs> what about you? What do you like? I would I eat every day. <laughs> Last night I had a peppermint peppermint shake from Burger Bow. Um, cheeseburger, burgers and shapes. That's kind of your that's wrong, yeah. I just love food. Yeah, as right. I say, you're a food guy. Yeah, yeah. you have a hard time. You're one of those guys that can get six meals in easy. It's not a problem. No six, six clean meals. No. I share a fridge with two kids. Yeah. So they have a lot of junk in there. Yeah. Is it hard to like keep your hands off there? Oh, it is. Yeah. It's impossible. I don't keep my hands off there. <laughs> <laughs> things, like if you live by, it's funny, like I, like whenever I've been around kids, like while I was in prep, I find like they're like little snacky foods. I'm like, man, I, like I would never even, that would never even come into my head. Like fucking Cheez-Its. Yeah. Or fruit snacks or something. I'm yeah, like, fruit I would, snacks. I would never, or like, like fruit roll ups, and I would never like it would never even cross my Gushers. mind. Good, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I would never. That kind of stuff would never even pop into my head. But then when you like see it every day, and you see them just devouring a bowl of cheese, it's you're like, oh. My Do God. your kids ever get pissy if eating all their food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I wake up at midnight, there's Oreos. Oh, I'll make a bowl of Oreos and milk. A bowl of Oreos, <laughs> my dog. <laughs> Do a land of them. You know? <laughs> take all the take all the filling out and just put in a line. <laughs> Should we conclude? I think we can conclude. All right, yeah. Lead us out. Three claps. Oh, we're gonna say the Lord's prayer. Yeah, the Lord's prayer. You Our Father, who art in heaven. I went to Catholic school. I know how that goes. <laughs> He used to be an altar boy. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> you, you used to be? Seriously? Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. I don't yeah. know when he's kidding. No, I went to Catholic school for eight years. I did. Which Catholic school? Yeah, I can't tell. St. Eddie's in Salad. Okay, I know where it is. The priest never touched me or any weird shit like that. So. Oh, that, that was how I was going with my joke. But <laughs> it didn't really land. <laughs> cool. Lead us out. Three claps. Oh, yeah. We were like, right. <laughs> <laughs>